0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. John chapter 14 said it this way, that when he, the Holy Spirit comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. What he's saying is that when God's spirit comes within you, he's a gentleman, and he's going to whisper to you what you need to do and what you need to change, and what what needs to happen in your life to get you back on track.
1: Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Allow me to ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear Holy Spirit Perhaps you think of a ghost, as in the Holy Ghost mentioned in the King James Bible. Perhaps you think of a force, like the force from Star Wars. Perhaps you think of the different gifts the Holy Spirit is said to give believers in Jesus. For most of us, the Holy Spirit is a mystery, and we're not sure who or what it is. In this sermon series, The Invisible God, we're going to seek to clarify who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit desires to do in each of our lives. We will examine the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us, the personhood of the Holy Spirit as He desires to relate to us, the power of the Holy Spirit that God desires to have come through us, and the presence of the Holy Spirit that we continually have with us. Through this study, our hope is you will be able to enter into a deeper relationship with God's Spirit that resides in you.
0: This year, with the pandemic, um, one of the things that we have been wrestling with, specifically over the last year, has been the social isolation. And as a result of the isolation that most of us have had to deal with, and maybe even some of you right now online are still working through, it has created an increase in a variety of different things. It has caused several things to become more prominent. For example, there has been an increase in depression. There is a reality separation that perhaps people are beginning to have in life. There's a loss of self-esteem that people are struggling with. There's an exasperation of mental health disorders. There's an increase in even chemical dependency. And what we see with all of this, these different disorders that are in essence happening because of the isolation that we've been dealing with is that presence matters. Presence matters with the people that we, that we interact with in our lives. It helps us in a variety of ways that maybe we didn't even realize until this past year. And that was especially true not just with us today, but also with Jesus and his disciples so many years ago because they were worried they were concerned. This person who they loved, who they were following, this man who was ultimately gonna be their Messiah was going to leave them. And his presence mattered in their life. And he gave them this promise in John 14 with that in mind. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. And so he's trying to reassure them because they feel a bit of abandonment. They feel like they're not gonna be able to make it because they are alone. It's kind of like when Um, You leave your child with a friend or a family member because you're going to be gone for a few hours or even a few days. you, You sit down with your child and you explain to them, this person is essentially going to function as me for a period of time. They are going to look over you. They are going to take care of you. And in that case, they wouldn't exactly be the same. And so the analogy I'm going to make is going to break down at that point. But my point is, is that you reassure them that they're not going to be abandoned, that they're not going to be alone. And that works for the most part, except we have one that it doesn't really work for. And so we have this little one that anytime someone comes to our home, she immediately assumes that we are leaving. And so then she runs to us and it is a full-on death grip, like cut off circulation in your leg, kind of a squeeze that is happening. And so my wife and I, we, don't, we can't sit down with her. We, we're like, running out the side gate, through the garage, climbing over the neighbor's fence, whatever. I mean, we don't do that. Well, I do that when the ball goes over into their yard and it's all good. It's, it's for the most, they, they're okay with it, usually. I've been doing it for a few years, so it, they're just gonna have to live with it now. But at any rate, we, we do whatever we can to get out of the house because she just feels all this angst inside of her because we are, we're leaving. And that's a little bit of what the disciples are feeling in this moment. They, they're, they're just saying it's just not the same. And, and truth be told is there is a bit of a difference when you're in the storm and Jesus calms the storm and he's in the boat with you. And then it just seems like there's a little difference when 5,000 people need to be fed and Jesus is able to feed them. It's just a little bit different when he is physically there teaching someone in person. There's just some differences that come as a result of Jesus being there and they just aren't quite sure that it's going to be the same. But Jesus doubles down on his promise that I'm not gonna leave you as orphans and this is what he says. And when I say a double down, this is a double down. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. And the helper's who we're talking about, who we've been talking about. I've talked to people in our church that said, I haven't even ever heard a sermon on the Holy Spirit. Now we're doing four of them. And so we're in our fourth one. And that's the helper that we've been talking about. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And he says, it is to your advantage. In other words, it is better off that I go so that he can come. Now, if you're, A very thoughtful person, I mean, you're probably wondering what this Holy Spirit talk is about. And maybe if you don't even believe in Jesus, or maybe you're very new to the faith, you're thinking, I'm not so sure about this it, him, whatever it is. I get that. Because you've maybe heard stories about the Holy Ghost, and maybe you've even seen video clips on YouTube or wherever it is that you've seen those video clips, and and you're just not so sure about this Holy Spirit thing. And I get that. But what I would want you to understand is that Jesus is telling us that it's, it was for the better of them and for the better of us that he went, that he wasn't physically here. And there's a few th- reasons for that, because what we're going to find with the apostles specifically is that these men and even some of them, and even women, they would go from cowards to heroes overnight. Like something happened inside of them. Something changed when he left and the Holy Spirit came. And that was possible. That was possible because he left. And then also, Jesus, when he was in here with us, in person, he could only be in one place at one time, one boat, but now that he's gone, his presence, his Holy Spirit has come to live within everyone who's called on the name of Jesus. Not just in one place, but in all places, not just at one time, but at all all throughout time. And we get the benefit of that today that he resides within us. And that's an incredible thing. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. Now as you look back into the Old Testament, you see maybe what you might consider more incredible things. You see a story of Elijah raising a boy back to life. Moses parting waters, meeting God on a mountaintop. You see these incredible miracles that took place in the Old Testament. And again, maybe if you don't believe in Jesus, you know, you you look at those and you're thinking like, where are all the miracles at? And what I would present to you is is that those miracles actually happened in very condensed periods of time. You you had that with, you know, at the very beginning with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, there's a little bit happening then, and then you would have some more that would happen with the giving of the law and Moses, then you'd have a little more that would happen with the coming of the prophets. And these were very, it's only a few pages in the Bible, in your Bible in some cases, but it, you can look at hundreds or thousands of years that pass by, and in those particular moments, there's incredible things happening, and we're thinking, many of us, why isn't that happening today? And we may ask questions one day when we're in heaven, like Jacob, what was it like to wrestle with God for his blessing? Moses, what was it like to meet God on the mountaintop? Elijah, what was it like to be in the presence of God as the boy raised from the dead? Incredible things. But if we were to ask Elijah this question in heaven, hypothetically speaking, I just wonder if Elijah might look back at us because it's different now. And he would say it was incredible to see the boy grow up and eventually pass away. It was incredible to have God's presence and power with me. But I think he might turn the question around on us today. And he would say, as amazing as it was to have God's power with me, he might ask you, what was it like to have God's power in you? Because that's a huge difference that we have available to us today. Everyone who believes in Jesus. And that ought to be very, we might say, convicting of Christians because far too many of us are not tapped into that power, not aware of that presence as we move forward with our lives. And what we realize is this, is there's a stark difference between the Old Testament to the New Testament. What it was like to have, what was it like to have God's presence and power at work within you is what they might pose to us today. And here's the main idea is God's presence inside you is better than God's presence beside you, which was about all they had going for them then. And so there's some fundamental implications of this truth in the old, of, of us today. There's some fundamental implications of this as it relates to anybody who really believes in Jesus. That you have the power of God within you. And so what should that mean for your life? What does that do for you? What, is it, what does it even matter that we would spend a month talking about this? Well, one implication of God's presence in your life is this. Is that God's presence in you should create a God-like atmosphere around you. The the idea is it starts in you and then it begins to ripple out. John chapter 14 said it this way, that when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. What he's saying is that when God's spirit comes within you, he's a gentleman and he's gonna whisper to you what you need to do and what you need to change and what, you need to, what needs to happen in your life to get you back on track. It's like what Kyle Eidemann talked about a few weeks ago. It's sort of, it's that moment when he was watching the movie with his mom <laughs> and as he was watching this movie that he had already seen with his mom that he thought was so good he realized, wow, this movie isn't very good. I thought this was good, but now I'm realizing it's not good. And now he's hearing things that he never heard before. And he's seeing things that he didn't really pay much attention to before. Now all of a sudden he's very, you might say, convicted of what it is that's in front of him. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us is that he resides within us and he begins to, as a Christian, he begins to convict you and challenge you and help you to see things that maybe you didn't see before as what you thought was right, but now you're realizing those are wrong. Same way with the language and whatever else it is that you may be thinking. He does that, but then it ripples out. And that's the God-like atmosphere that begins to come out around you. It's kind of like... um, I had a few years where I was in Bible college that I was a server at a restaurant. And I don't, how many of you here were servers at restaurants? If you're online, give us a shout out. Just say, I was a server. Man, everybody should work in a restaurant at some point in time, specifically as a server. It gives you a whole new perspective on life. So I'll be candid though. When I first started working there, I, I had been a Christian for about a year and a half and the people I worked there with didn't like me. They just, they just did not like me at all. And I don't really know why they didn't like me, but they didn't like me. And I saw what was going on, and I never realized how crazy it was until I got in the midst of it. I'm like, man, you all are really crazy. Like, I've, I've struggled. I dealt with some of this stuff in my past, but you're at a whole nother level of what they were dealing with when it came to drinking and drugs and promiscu- being promiscuous and all the drama and fighting that was happening amongst them. But then they started to recognize there was something different about me because I didn't get mad when a customer didn't give me a good tip. And I wasn't cussing and screaming and hollering when things got a little hectic and we were really busy. And I wasn't fighting with my coworkers. And I wasn't getting wasted and going after the next high. Eventually, after about four or five, six months, they started to see that. And I knew what they were doing and I was just trying to be their friend. I just honestly was just trying to make a few extra bucks, too, but then they started talking to me about why I was the way I was, and I started sharing with them about Jesus and about the difference that Jesus had made in my life, about the change that had taken place. That, like the apostles, I was a little bit of a coward, but now, because the Holy Spirit had come to dwell within me, I was a little, I was different. And they took note of that. And they wanted to know what was going on. And eventually, there came a point at which people in, on the staff, the hostesses and other people, they would come to me and say, can you go talk to him? I had a manager come to me and said, he has too much potential to be acting like that. Would you go talk to him? And I'm thinking, you're the manager, why are you talking to me about this? And then they would come and they would say, you know what, they act differently when you're around. And they did, because I would walk into their conversations and immediately, the, the stuff they were talking about, you, you would notice a quick shift in the tone of the conversation and the topic, in many cases, of the conversation. And it wasn't the greatest job. Honestly, at the end of it, I hated it. And I, in hindsight, I probably should have stayed there another year. I left early. I just didn't like it anymore. But in hindsight, though, I see that Jesus was making a difference there through me. And why is that relevant? Because some of you are asking the question, why do I have this job right now? And right now, generally, when we're asking that type of a question, it revolves around status, it revolves around salary, it revolves around stress. And what we're not thinking about when we're thinking like that is, God, how are you trying to use me in this place? because God is wanting you to bring him into that place. And he's not as concerned about your salary, and he's not as concerned about your status, and he's not as concerned necessarily about your stress. Those things are important, but primarily, he's wanting you to bring a God-like atmosphere into that place. He's wanting you to bring that into that place, that love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness and self-control that the Holy Spirit brings through us into these environments. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10 30 AM. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. Or you're asking God, why do we live in this community? And men, I've had these conversations with some of you with the way our community around us has changed so dramatically over the last three, four, five, six years. And some of you are looking around and you're thinking, I don't get along, I don't relate at all to these neighbors of mine. And you're thinking about moving, maybe you're thinking about going to another state. But maybe, maybe God has got you where he has you in that particular place to bring him more into that place. And if you aren't there, then nobody else will be to bring that love and that joy and that peace and that grace and that mercy and that compassion, everything that he wants to do through you. If you aren't there, then when's it gonna happen? How many people are gonna be lost in the meantime? And maybe you're even saying, God, why, do I, why am I in this marriage? Why do I have this home right now that I'm in? And maybe God's saying, I know. I know it's hard, and I know she doesn't respect you. I, I know that he does not pay as much, of, as much attention to you as you want him to. But maybe God has you in that place to create that God-like atmosphere that only you can bring into that particular relationship and into that home. God's presence in us creates a God-like atmosphere around us. And as I say that though, we need to keep in mind this, is that we always need to be distinguishable. Everyone who believes in Jesus, there needs to be some sort of distinguishment that you have from others. I'll say it this way. Christians need to meet non-believers where they are, but not become as they are. Jesus met people where they were at. You see it again and again and again in the Bible. I'm gonna give you a story in a little bit of, the, of, a, of Philip meeting someone where they were at, but they never become as they are. They always remain distinguishable. Another pre- implication of this, God's presence in you, and this relates to how you are living your life, and it transitions from that point that we just made that you're not becoming as the world is. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. God's presence in you brings blessing when you follow him. Brings blessing. Often when we think about blessing, we think of uh, physical, material things. And in some cases, that's the case. You know, that as you're obedient to God, there's a blessing that follows. And sometimes that can be financial. Sometimes that can be something physical. But more often than not, and who wouldn't need a little bit more of some of these things more often than not the blessing is stuff like guidance instead of confusion peace instead of anxiety kindness instead of anger favor with others instead of disrepute that's what god's presence in you that as you follow him these things begin to come to you more and more often i liken it to a faucet The faucets that we have today are wild. All these different handles, they go, they do different types of things and how you turn them on. But if you were just imagine a faucet that you move over to the right, all of a sudden the water begins to pour out of it. But maybe you think, ah, it's a little too much water, so you kind of tap at it, tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it. Little less water coming out, little less water. Eventually you push it all the way over and the water stops. And what if you viewed God's blessing like that? That when you are surrendered to his presence that is within you, his Holy Spirit, and you are being guided by his Holy Spirit completely and fully, the blessing is flowing. Like you have guidance and you have peace and you're able to be kind when it's difficult. And whenever there's all sorts of things happen around you that you can't quite tie together, you still know what to do because he is guiding you and you have favor with others. And all these things are happening because you're surrendered to him, not to you. But gradually though, we go our own way sometimes. Gradually, though, we can have a tendency to drift, and it's like that faucet's being tapped back, tap, 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 and less blessing, less blessing, less guidance, less peace, less kindness is in our lives. And that's why the Apostle Paul said these words to this church in Thessalonica, do not put out the Spirit's fire. And when we go our own way, when we choose our own path, that's exactly what happens. The classical example from the Old Testament is a man named Samson. There may not have been another person in the scriptures that was, more, that was as blessed as Samson and blew it as significantly as Samson did, but ultimately, in the twilight of his life, he would recover. But he was incredibly blessed by God. He was incredibly blessed. Look at this. This is one point. The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. So God's spirit was on him. And as a result of that, there was a great blessing. He had strength. He tore a lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. And so he had this going for him, but he also had a Nazarite valley. He had a certain life that he was called to live. And inevitably, he would drift away from that until finally, Delilah, he would tell her what it is that he what it is that needed to happen to him for him to lose his strength. And she shaved his head, and the Philistines came upon him. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as I had before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. He didn't realize that the blessing in his life had been cut off. The way you follow Jesus makes a difference with what it is that the Holy Spirit is going to do in your life. It just, that's just the way it is. And then finally, this final implication is this, is that God's presence in you will lead you to fulfill the Great Commission. You know you, you know that you're really in step with God's Spirit and you haven't put out that, you haven't put out that fire that's there, you aren't putting it out. When you're willing to talk to people about Jesus. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew 28 then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age and so this is this incredible Great Commission And we've talked about this. Jesus said, I want you to do this, but you can't do it until I leave and my spirit comes. I know you've seen me teach, you've seen me perform miracles. You've been with me. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.